and welcome to the Future Proof podcast from the north of England with Sarah and Stephen Waddington. We'll be talking about what's hot and what's not on the internet in marketing, media and public relations. Hey Sarah, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you Stephen. All the better for you being in London and me being in Newcastle. <laughs> so this podcast brought to you by Zoom. What have we got today? We've got heaps. We've got um, a rundown of the Future Proof survey that we've just done and published. I'd like to chat to people about Future Proof Edition 4 and um, Book 5 in the works. I know we're going to chat a little bit about the IPR election. I know. Yeah, we'll oh, do that. We'll go, go there. And um, I would like to chat around um, a post that has you've written that has landed really well, which just talks about Henri and why we're all feeling that life's a bit of a challenge um, right now. So we'll come on to that too. So let's, let's kick off. Let's start with the Future Proof Survey. So, so as listeners may know, we've been polling the profession throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. The latest survey, we spoke to 105 practitioners. What's really interesting in these surveys is not so much the hard data but the qualitative responses um the anecdotal uh, stuff right anecdotal stuff yeah and, and so i'd like to that but the headline um so covid19 infections have hit one in five pr teams either directly through illness or through um, unfortunate mortality in immediate family quarter teams are managing furlough and redundancy still uh, this, I guess, th- this survey, unlike any of the ones we've seen before, really spoke to the human impact of the crisis on teams. We know we've been working harder than ever, especially in the public sector. Um, we know that everyone's been forced to work virtually, and like any other profession, we've had to manage the challenges of, of home life and homeschooling and such like. But this, this really was about the human impact. Yeah, and I think it's really important to to say that um, one of the things that has come out alongside this. They're very much the importance of planning for productivity dips just because of the human impact on people. And we'll come back onto that later. So just to recap for people, this was a survey um, of practitioners. We had 104 respondents from across the UK. For those who want to know what the breakdown were, we had 37.5% uh, of in-house practitioners responding. Agency with 29.8%. Um, freelance was 28.8%. And unemployed practitioners, 3.8%. And of those... Um, We had predominantly directors at 55.8%, managers responded um, 26.9%. And uh, yeah, we we had a number of, of, as uh, Stephen says, very human responses, which we'll we'll chat through um, for you. But um, industry dealing with significant structural changes, managing the health impact, and also bracing for anything that happens with the uh, Brexit trade negotiations. I guess one of the most interesting stats for me was the huge changes we're seeing in the uh, employment of the industry. So the headline there, 4% of practitioners are out of work and looking for jobs. That translates to between two and 3,000 people actively looking for work. Uh, and we know from LinkedIn there is plenty of work, but you know may, maybe not necessarily in the roles that, that we'd seen before. It's in, in internal comms, employee engagement. Um, and some people looking to actually directly change career rights. So we saw 29.8% of practitioners deciding to change roles. And some of that was either by retraining and going into education or, or some other career. That, that, that in itself, Sarah, is a huge number. One, almost one in three people. And some of the anecdotal comment around that was 
as you suggest, people looking just fed up with PR and looking to move into other areas, but also a significant number just pissed off and fed up with how their employer had handled the crisis and and were disillusioned and wanting you know wanting to go and work for somewhere better, right? Yeah, and um, we should say that um, this data was consistent with the PRCA findings um, that were published about three months ago, uh, and that said that the sector would shrink by 2021, and we based on this data agree with that and uh, I think that's really really important what's quite good is that and we'll come on to the health impact but that at least um, the industry bodies are um, being well used in terms of their um, mental health provision Um, CIPI Health have have launched uh, a kit uh, as well as the PRCA have got a mental health toolkit and um, what was good is that public relations practitioners are making use of that 63.5% said they were drawing on organisational support that was in existence already. And 36.5% said they were looking for help from industry bodies, which has got to be a good thing. But as Stephen said, um, we've said that this has been up to to now uh, pretty much unreported in the trade media. 20.2% of respondents saying that at least one team member had contracted COVID and recovered. And 4.8% saying that they have employees experiencing long COVID, um, which, as we know, is very serious, can be, you know, can have a huge impact on someone's health. Um, and it's very difficult to predict when or if they will be well again. And um, the, the really astonishing one, um, which is really sad, 2.9% have lost a member of staff or have a member of staff have lost someone in their family. And obviously this is now starting to be a ripple effect. I think almost everybody knows someone now who has had it and, and, and hopefully recovered or who, who has lost someone to it. Yeah, sad. Let's move on. Let's talk about your new book. Well, no, I was going to say, well, actually, the nice segue is that at least from the Future Proof survey, if we want to end on an optimistic note, that um, it does show that organisations have been incredibly reliant on PR practitioners since the beginning of the pandemic to help them um, report what's happening and engage with all their different stakeholders. And so the strategic role of comms has been better recognised. Uh, and um, I think, you know, that that's a really good story uh, to be telling. And I think that's echoed within uh, Future Proof Edition 4 because... Um, and this one is a, an edition that celebrates BME talent. We know that as an industry, we're still predominantly white, increasingly so actually um, in, in more recent years. And this, uh, I'm really proud of this book because it really shows the strength of talent that's out there and hopefully will encourage people to recognise this and start to, to do more to hire um, these people. So just to quickly run through the different things that are in there, it's, I, um, this is never a book despite the fact we're celebrating BME talent, it was never a book about what people refer to as black issues, which aren't black issues at all. They're societal and and cultural issues. Um, This was uh, about the same as ever, to reassert public relations as a strategic management discipline, to act as a cheerleader for the industry and just to showcase best practice so that everybody knows uh, where they should be looking at, how they can improve uh, and what good looks like. But I did say to contributors, if they wanted to write something different, that that was in their gift. And some of them did, and I'm really glad they did. Um, The opening article from Julian Abubu Manifest is just eye-wateringly brilliant and I would say please do look that out and that talks about how we address this big diversity problem faced by the PR industry and then we've got a number of other uh, chapters that all about allyship um, and you know what 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 we can do better to make sure that actually we are an inclusive sector 
And then we've just got a raft of absolutely brilliant chapters. And they go from how media coverage is weakened by a lack of racial diversity and internal comms through to how we should better target audiences, how we can uh, engage with different communities, what we need to do in terms of uh, managing reputation these days, how how we can stop ourselves being biased to make better decisions. There's stuff on coaching, public affairs, leadership. You know, it's, it's just a really well-written book. And I can say that because I haven't written it. It's been written by 19 amazing contributors who I'm extremely grateful to. Two standout chapters for me and Anushka Burton talking about coaching as part of the solution to improve diversity, particularly supporting uh, senior level execs. And then uh, an old friend of mine, uh, Katie Howell, who uh, runs a, a social media and digital agency, talking about best practice in, in digital, not particularly focused on a BAME issue, but her agency does brilliant work in, in that sector. And She's written a brilliant essay there. It's just uh, right. for everybody what? as ever. I do, I do love these books because every time I get stuck on a subject or I want to think about something like whether it's public affairs that I don't have a huge amount of experience in, I can just pull one of these books out and I'm just so grateful to the people who contribute. And of course, we've got um, the next one that is in the works already. I'm going to start editing this week and that's uh, another specific look at the NHS and how COVID-19 has affected comms and um, how they're pushing through that and um, how, how things are changing and how they're engaging. So th- that's going to be a really nice read as well. Right. CRPR election. It's uh, the first week of a two-week voting process. We're both supporting um, a modernising candidate called Peter Holt. Indeed. So um, everybody can look on the CIPR website where they will have published both candidate statements. If you are a member, please vote because you know what? Both Steve and I are past presidents. We both care deeply about the Institute and believe everybody should too. It's got a royal charter. It's there for a reason. That royal charter talks about how we need to represent public relations to show how it can work in the public good, how it's integral to to organisational success and how we can help organisations engage um, properly with their communities. It its role is important and its role is to help people progress to to, to continue with their CPD and, and to get better jobs, basically. And um, so it's important about who leads it. So please do go and have a look. Do um, vote if you can, because engagement numbers are usually quite low, which is always disappointing. And people do need to take an active role in this. So um, whichever candidate takes your fancy, please put that ticket in the box or whatever you've got to do. And you'll also see there's a number of council places up for grabs. I think there's nine candidates, eight seats. So do have a look through and and, and see um, whose statement floats your boat. Quick plug for Peter. So Peter's committed to to level up the budget and the the governance of the organisation as COVID has impacted our our profession. He's committed to supporting practitioners through Brexit in 2021-2022 and through COVID-19 as the crisis continues to unfold. And critically, he's focused on PESO, ESG and internal comms, three areas of importance. And collaboration. um, for for coming out of the the crisis. Yeah, Rachel Roberts is also a lovely and um, experienced candidate. So do, like I say, please do check both candidate statements out online. Right, let's talk about this blog that you have set the world on fire with because it resonated with so many people. You had some great expert comment. Talk to us about why we're all feeling so miserable. (laughs) So I think we expected the crisis to be over by now whether that was intellectually or, or just through 
common sense we were thinking by now we will be out the other side and you know i think the media and politicians have done a lot to to contribute to that uh in you know in the means of of getting back getting back to normal uh, building back better uh, and, and the such new like normal, yeah. the, new normal. the new normal and, and we're just talking about recovery when we're not we're not there yet we're not even there yet no so I think the, the realization hit especially if you're listening from the UK the realization hit in the UK with statements from from our political leaders locally and nationally as as areas of the country started to go under down under restrictions two weeks ago and then we had new measures brought in nationally you know this is here this this situation's here for at least another six months actually it's not until we get a vaccine that we know we're going to be absolutely in the clear and so we've come to learn in the last two weeks that we are going to go in and out of a cycle of um, restrictions and normal life normal life as it being free movement for some considerable time and i guess what it brought what the 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 moment of alignment that came was that I plotted this, what's happening against um, a piece of a theoretical model for crisis communications. And suddenly, I, you know, there's one of those moments of awakening when you realise, hell yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So yeah, and then, you know, what can you do about it? For me, writing this was was part of the process of realisation. Yeah, coming to terms with it. But then, you know, it, it's back to mental health looking after yourself watching out for colleagues learning to manage because surely you know with every change in lifestyle and and societal change you know we are human beings adapt we adapt very quickly and you know within two or three weeks we know we'll this will pass and we'll be on to whatever comes next but this comes back to what we said or what we found with the survey isn't it about planning for productivity dips because um if you look at what professor timothy coombs from texas uh, a&m university said in your blog he said that poor decision making letting things slip and being angry or upset are all symptoms of emotional exhaustion, direct quote. Uh, and we've got to remember that we will experience that, but also team members will experience it. And obviously you might also have the impact of illness. So good planning it would, would dictate that you recognise that actually you're not, your productivity levels at this time, are just you can't expect them to be the same as before. Uh, and I do think that's, that's really important uh, for everybody in terms of their own mental health and well-being going forward, but also being very considerate of, of the people in the team because um, we just don't, that the problem is we just human beings don't like not knowing how long something will last for and that's the situation we're in right now absolutely i think there was a bit of tension when i published this blog but you know a few people said well no the world health organization told us this crisis was going to last 18 months and the tension we, we see is you know we're human beings we're positive we want to see uh see the way out the light at the end of the tunnel if you like and and well our know, pm said it. hopefully it'll be over by christmas you know those well, kind of narratives and also yeah. also the media saying come on get out and you know get back the kids are back at school get out get back to your office hasn't helped uh, shall we talk about so let's talk about a, a bit of a mental health superstar uh, and an inspiration to, to both of us asif chowdhury who was it actually is in your book yeah he is he wrote a brilliant um, chapter on community building and do you know what he did this in practice absolutely perfectly during comms hero week he ran a full week with his team uh lee Hood and um sponsored by beauty i think it was it, they did it they put on it's just the most excellent week of events which you can actually access uh now um i think he, they were all recorded and he's made them available and uh, i just want to give a massive shout out for that because a huge range of topics lots and lots of valuable content massively diverse range of speakers 
and uh, the platform they used was superb so um, really well done to Aziv and his team and it's just lovely to see these different communities that are out there now I mean another one I want to give a shout out to is um, Priya Bates and Advita Patel's a leader like me which is, is doing really well and gathering um, gathering a lot of pace and um, you know all the better for, like all the better for it and uh, good on them. Steve, thank you very much for your work and, and for that of your colleagues at Resource in Leeds. We really appreciate it. You've done a, an amazing thing and uh, it was brilliantly produced event with really strong editorial. That's us done. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Future Proof podcast with Sarah and Stephen Waddington. You can follow Sarah on Twitter at Mrs underscore Wads and Stephen at Wads. For more information about Future Proof, visit futureproofingcoms.co.uk. Until next time, see you on the internet.